My name is Kelly Tyen, and welcome to Addicted to the Climb. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity, hear from people just like you that have faced challenges and still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb. I am so thankful for each and every one of you for tuning in every week, subscribing and writing me reviews. Thank you, thank you. It just means so much to me. And today I have a very special guest. She has been on the climb, the upward climb of life and business for years. And she's been through a lot just like most of us have. And I know many of us can relate to her, especially when we don't know what to do next in life. Maybe we're in between jobs, or maybe things just didn't work out the way we thought that they would. So I am super excited to introduce you guys to Stephanie Gass, who is a Jesus lover, a wife, a mom of two boys, and she's from she is the host of a top-ranked podcast called The Mompreneur Mastermind Show, and her mission is helping empowering, transforming Christian mompreneurs. Steph specializes in helping these incredible women uncover and tap into their God-led callings. They launch podcasts and monetize using courses and coaching. Steph wants women to create true changes for themselves and for Jesus, by utilizing their gifts and serving the world with a business that lights them up. Steph believes that when we let God's miracles light our path, we will profit from our passions, live proactively, and design a life that fuels our souls. She believes we actually can have it all. So get ready for a great interview. You guys are going to love her as much as me. And um, welcome, Steph. Hi, Kelly. Well, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know right now in life, it's a little chaotic, but we're all just doing our best, right? Yes, ma'am. We are going to just, you know, keep on keeping on and believe that, you know, God will get us through all of this crazy times we're facing. So exactly. And like we said in the beginning, faith over fear. So just keep your faith strong, you guys, right now with the coronavirus, you know, it's causing a lot of anxiety, I know, and people are fearful, but we just have to really keep that faith strong right now, especially during these times. Just, you know, whatever, get in that quiet place, say your prayers, rely on God, and just trust, trust. I think that's the most important thing we can do right now. Do you agree, Steph? I agree completely. Okay. So I am so excited that you're here, and I want to dive into your journey from being you know, I want to hear a story, but I want to, you know, talk about you going from a six-figure financial controller to a top 1% network marketer to the female mompreneur success coach that you are today. So okay. I know I, it's a lot, but just... <laughs> I, I'll do my best to like paraphrase, paraphrase the big highs and the, and the big lows for you guys, because I think any of us that are on this journey of life, we we think that the end result is going to be this big, you know, awesome moment where we finally make it or we finally get somewhere. But what I've learned over eight years of being a full-time entrepreneur and, you know, a decade of 
first in corporate, then in network marketing. And now what I do today is that every day is actually the big audacious goal. It's the journey in and of itself. And so kind of learning to love even the hard and the scary and the unpredictable along with those really transformational pivotal moments. So started out in corporate America. Entrepreneurship was never even a word I had heard in my lifetime. My family both grew up very poor. And so when they had stability and my dad was the first one in his family to go to college, it was like, oh, this is the dream, right? The American dream, college degrees and corporate jobs. And so that's what I did. And I was very successful at it. I jumped into corporate at a young age, climbed that ladder by the age of 27. I was jet setting the world, Spain and Germany. I was the youngest financial controller in this corporate company and uh, thought, okay, this is life. This is what it's all about. It's about work. And it was just me. So that was great. Well, then uh, my, my now husband walked in and we, I, oh, wow, I don't want to work to this extreme, right? We want to start a family. And I think at that moment, you know, for me, it's God, whatever that might be for those of you listening. But I think that we have these divine intervention moments where we are pivoted. So that happened for me about the age of 28, the company shut down where I live and I was laid off. And in that sphere of manufacturing, there was really no choice for me. I would have had to move probably out of the country to, to maintain that job that I was in. And I, first time ever, I'm like, wow, you know, life is falling apart. What am I going to do? And my husband's like, look, we're good financially for a bit. Take a year off. Let's start our family and you figure out what you want to do. So like so many moms, I'm like, oh gosh, I want to work from home, you know, with the babies and all the things. And like, I just want to be a mommy. Well, (laughs) that was great. And I definitely did for a bit, but I have this mission inside my heart to, at the time, I didn't really know what it was, but it's, it was like this drive to work and to do. And I was, have always been great at sales. And so I ended up joining a network marketing company and this was seven years ago It was not big where I live yet. You guys may know it as direct selling or network marketing and and all of that. But I'm like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Like I saw the girl on the pink flamingo on the promo video in her pool with her kids. And it's like raining dollar bills. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. I can do this. So I went crazy. I was that girl that you defriended on social media, you know, spam in your inbox, I was at events nonstop promoting. We, I did skincare. And so here's the good of it. I quote unquote made it top 1% of that company within two years. I uh, walked across the stage of 20,000 people carrying a, a $50,000 bonus check, the cars, the trips, all of the things. Okay. But here's what you don't see behind the scenes is that I had worked myself to exhaustion. Uh, the company had become an idol in my life. Success had become an idol. I was just lost. I was so lost. I was searching for more money, more recognition. My family was at the back burner. Um, it was just, I was, I had gained weight. I was just working from 5am to like 10pm every single day. It was crazy. But, um, that I learned a lot of valuable core components of like what I do today. I learned how to lead, how to public speak, how to mentor. I learned about sales. I learned great things in that journey, but I let it become something for me that was very unhealthy. And so God stepped in again for me and 
my company kind of went through a reorganization and people were jumping to the next cool company guy, like the leggings were out, the lipstick that doesn't come off, like all the cool network marketing companies were coming out. And so people were jumping around and I was left with in one year, an income that had been cut into a third from $17,000 months, you know, down to two, three, four thousand dollars months, which sounds great, but not when you're living a lifestyle at this high capacity and everything started to crumble. And for me, my entire self-worth was wrapped up in that network marketing company. So it was like this punch to the gut of this is the first time in my life I've failed at something that's career related because that's the only thing I'm so great at. At the time I thought, you know, the the gift I have is is work. And now I'm not even good at that. So I went through, I call it my Britney Spears circa 2016 year, right? You guys remember when Britney Spears shaved her head and hit like the car with the bat? That was me. Oh yeah. I, I'm like, I'm yeah. like can I ask you just one quick yeah. children at this time? Were your kids born? Yeah. So I had a three-year-old and a newborn at this time. Okay. So you were hustling like this as being a new mother. Yeah. My priorities were so messed up and it's so interesting now to look back and go, wow, like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but when you're in it and I really truly thought if I just work this hard, I won't work in the future. But it was all, all of it was just a big lie. The way that I was treating my business and myself and my family, it was, it was really truly kind of like this evil that had taken over my life in the form of idolizing this success. And anyway, I just ate Doritos and watched Netflix and cried a lot and was like, Oh, like, what am I going to do? Like, I just thought life was over, which is so funny looking back. But here's what I really believe happened. I think that God stepped in and, and he knew that I was going down this really dark path. And he, he said, I've got to stop her because she's super stubborn. I would have just kept fighting, like, hand, like gritting my teeth. And we had to borrow money from my son's savings account. Like it was an ugly time. But at that moment, when you kind of reach that dark, hard spot, that's when, for me, I turned to my spirituality, which had been really lost. And I started praying again. I started going to the gym. I started working on myself. I started saying, who is the woman I want to be? Who's the woman God's asked me to be? I'm done chasing money. I'm done chasing success. Like, I just want to be fulfilled. I don't feel happy. I feel empty. So it started with spirituality, prayer, getting the right friends. I had to let go of a lot of people that were very close to me and it was very difficult. So I went through this purging process of my life, my home, my family, my health. Like I had to get my life together, uh, therapy, a lot of journaling. And so over the course of a year, Kelly, I just trusted God. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do, but I'm going to listen for the first time. Like I'm going to get my ego out of the way. I had to first be willing to say, Hey, I'm screwing up. My priorities are disastrous and I'm done with it. So over that year, as I started to trust and open my heart and believe that God would show me the way I started getting calls. Hey Steph, do you any, do you do any like social media consulting? And Oh, Hey, do you do any coaching in this area? Cause I had helped women grow 1% businesses on Facebook at the time. And I'm like, I obviously know how to sell. I know how to lead women. I know how to get them over their fears. Is this something I could do? And so I started down that path and God just kept bringing me the women bringing, and I'm like, okay, this feels right. The doors are opening. So I went ahead and jumped into 
uh, coaching and it started with network marketers. And now what I do today, it's evolved over the past two and a half years into really helping Christian mompreneurs, that mom who's been called to be this incredible mother, but she also has this mission in her heart to serve the world at a bigger capacity as well, or a different capacity as like maybe coaching people, maybe having an online business, tap, like tapping into that gift that God's given her and helping her make a business out of it using online courses, podcasting, and coaching businesses. And I started doing that. It started to take off. And I kept praying the whole time, like, show me the next thing, show me the next thing, show me the next thing. And about a year and a half ago, I had a dream and I feel like I had a Holy Spirit moment that told me to start a podcast. And so I'm like, okay, had a $20 Amazon mic in a drawer. I dusted it off. I sat down and the second I started speaking, I knew that it was so much bigger than me. And since then, since starting the podcast, you know, it's reached hundreds of thousands of women and impacted and helped so many women recognize that it's their responsibility to do this kingdom work that they're being asked to do. And they have to get out of their own way to do it. And I'm kind of that middle vessel of helping them get clarity on what that actually looks like and then formulating a plan for them to do the thing. So the weird part is I'm working less than I ever have. I feel more fulfilled than I ever have, but it all start it all really comes down to getting out of your own way. Stop trying to control the process. Stop trying to chase the dollar and start tra- chasing the mission that's in your heart and then God provides the provision to support that work. So that's where I sit today which really does feel like kind of surreal to me. Yeah, I mean, Steph, you're faith is so strong. I mean, I'm listening to everything and it's all about God's calling on your life. And I, I just love that because I'm a Christian just like you. And I believe in the calling on your life as well from God, just to sit quietly when you're in those moments of not, you know, you're unsure of what to do next. But what about that, that woman, you know, that's maybe not as prayerful or she doesn't have a strong faith and she comes to you, how do you guide her into her God-led calling? And, you know, she wants to start a new entrepreneurial journey. There's always roadblocks ahead, but how do you start that woman off into, you know, faith? Or maybe she doesn't even believe in anything at the moment. What is your advice? So I think that whatever people believe, um, they... Most people believe that there's this higher power that is, it's there, right? There's this force that is constantly helping us, guiding us, providing for us that we turn to. And so my advice to to women everywhere and even to everyone is if you can let that higher power that you believe in open up the gifts you've been given, because we've all been born with strengths. And I think this is where we get lost especially when we enter these motherhood years, women get lost in, but now I'm a mom. And so now that takes priority, but I don't really think that's the case for so many people. I think that when you're born, you have this natural inherent gifting. Like when you were a kid, what were the things that you loved? What were the things that lit you up? Were you always singing and dancing? Were you always cooking? Were you coloring? Were you building? Were you like a genius at math? What were those things that you just loved? And we get away from that because Somewhere along the road, society tells us that, no, no, we have to go after stability and money. And I get that. And I'm not diminishing the great 
experience I had in college and corporate, but look what I'm doing today and making way more money than I would have in corporate. Like I was always acting, teaching, mentoring. Um, I was writing when I was five years old, I wrote on a piece of paper. I wanted to be an author and I spelled it wrong. Like it was always there. You just, you forget. And, and you think there's no way for you to tap into that, or maybe that's not lucrative enough. So you chase something else. So my advice is go back to your five to 10 year old selves and think really hard about what lit you up then? What lights you up now? What do you do when you're not getting paid for it? Because behind every single passion that you have, 1 million percent, there's a way to monetize it. And that's what I do is I help my students and clients say, look, if your passion is, you know, coloring and you love to color and doodle and you're kind of artistic and you just do it for fun and you like art and you're obsessed with also helping children learn how to do art and learn how to maybe center themselves by using arts and crafts. Oh my gosh. There's for me immediately. I'm like, of course you have a business model. You can then create artistic ideas for children that you can then put out there into the marketplace and market them to the moms that are just like you. And we can do this through the internet. Like it's limitless today to make money doing the things that light you up. So you've got to get past the idea that just because you love something, but, but it's not going to make you money. So you think you throw that idea away. That's my first advice. And then my second advice is whatever that higher power is for you. Like, and for me, I truly believe, you know, that God has this, calling over each of our lives. We are all called to do something specifically, but until you raise your hand and say, I'm willing and ready to figure this out, to conquer the fears, to try it until it makes sense for me, you won't, you're not chosen, right? You've got to raise your hand and say, I'm willing to do the call, even though it's hard and scary and fearful and I don't get it. Once you raise your hand and say, I'm willing and ready to try and you believe and have trust and you pray over that constantly, and you get inside of that, that vision that God has for your life, he'll provide everything you need. The door is open. The bricks are laid before your feet. The clients appear before you. Like my mind is blown every day at the opportunities, the relationships, the women that are part of my community. I didn't do that. God did that. So I love that stuff. And I'm, you know, do you have a specific morning routine or routine though that you can give us, you know, some kind of advice with your quiet time with God. Where do you start? How do you, what is your prayer yeah. all about? I would love to hear a little of that. Sure. So uh, five days out of the week, because don't get it twisted. Your sister likes to sleep in on the weekends. <laughs> so five days, I'm not one of those coaches. I'm like every day, wake up at five. I'm like, oh, five days a week is perfect. So I wake up early around five 2530 in the morning because I have two young kids. You may hear them out there with daddy in the living room. I have no idea how quiet it is in here right now, but they crazy. It's a bunch of boys in here. And so I need me time because if I am not centered with God every day and with myself, then you get lost in the shuffle in the emails and the things. And all of a sudden the work I've been created to do is pushed to the back burner, but the work I've been asked to do is the most important thing every single day, right? Along with my family, my kids, my health, and my spirituality. So you've got to make time for all of it. So for me, that starts with the morning. I get up and I make my coffee because I drink 
coffee. I love it. I drink too much coffee and I'm not sorry for it. <laughs> I'm drinking some right now. I told Kelly I'm late cause I had to drink, heat up my second cup of coffee anyway. So I get my coffee and then I do my journaling and I actually created a journal because I was doing journaling in three different books. I wanted a prayer journal, a gratitude journal, and a goal slash intention journal. So I kept doing my three things every day. And finally, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm going to create my own journal. So I did. It's called With God She Rises. And basically, you start with prayer. So you, I write down a prayer over the day, a prayer over whatever is happening in my life, someone that's sick or the world or you know what's happening now in our world. The second step is gratitude. What am I grateful for? The next thing is how do I want to feel today? So I start with my intentions. Like, is today going to be super productive and high energy? Like today I have this interview with you, Kelly. I have two coaching clients. Like my thing this morning said productive and energetic. Like I got to be on. But maybe tomorrow if I have a light day, it's relaxed and fulfilled or present with the kids. So you get to choose how you want to feel every day. And then the last two boxes are my top two business goals for the day and my top two personal intentions for the day. There's only two because we are human beings and we need to choose to slow down so that our lives can become more meaningful. And if we have more than two things, all of a sudden life becomes about the to-do list again, right? We revert back to workaholic Stephanie or, um, you know, like, oh, success equals the checklist. And, and it's so easy to do that because yes, we have so many things, but again, God provides everything. So why am I rushing something that's already been planned for me? There, there's nothing I need to worry about. So I've been able to take this slow approach to my day. And so for today, for example, the business things on my list are my interview, Kelly, and my two coaching calls. That's what has to happen today. It's the most important priority for my business today. Those go in those boxes. If I get to the other 27 things that I have on a to-do list in the planner, great. If I don't, it doesn't matter. It's all gravy, right? And then the personal one um, would, let's say, for be, for example, um, play for an hour, do family games for an hour and 30 minute workout or brisk walk outside. Like what has to happen for me to be centered? So that's going to be my morning routine. And then I really, for me, as far as my relationship and my prayer life, like God's my, my boo. We're like besties. Like I'm driving and I'm just talking to him all day, every day. Like before interviews, I'm praying over the interview before my clients I'm praying over my clients. When I do podcasts, I pray in the podcast. You know, as you know, I have a prayer in every single podcast. So for me, it's almost like it's an open conversation. It's a dialogue that's happening all day, every day. Oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> I knew it would be besties. I knew it. Yeah. I love it because that's you know what I teach my children. I mean, that's how I live my life personally, and I think that's the only way because you know when you lay your head down at night, it's you and God alone, and He's all we have. And I just love how you put the time in. I love your journal. I also love that you only wrote two things that are your top priorities. Because I think when we all, you know, think about it, you guys, when you make a checklist of everything you have to do and there are 25 things on there, it's very overwhelming. And if you only reach four of those things, I think you're really setting yourself up to fail. 
And I love that you have the two things that you write down. You're setting yourself up more to succeed for that day because most of us can accomplish two things in a day. And if you do get the other things done, great, just like you said. So I love how you set that up. And I think everyone, I'm going to put, you know, the name of your journal in the notes because I love how you incorporated everything into one place. I, yeah. I, so thank you for that. I just, yes, I love it. And Steph, with your children, your business, you know, everything you have going on, do you believe in balance? What is your take on that? Yeah, so I do. But I think um, instead of using that word, because people get all cray cray, Mm -hmm. you can use the word uh, harmony or a blend instead, because everybody's blend looks different. And also different days look different. So Example, yesterday, it was so light. I didn't have really much work to do. And so it was about, I have some time to do the checklist. We, I played outside with the boys. We're on self-isolation pretty much over here. And so uh, we just made a big mess and played a lot. And it was really chill. And that was, for me, a heavy family day. We played games. Well, today is a heavy work day. And so it's not going to always look like there's this 50-50 dream. No, what it needs to look like is you put yourself in this on a piece of paper and say, okay, so Stephanie, and what would create the most fulfilled, happy mom, wife, uh, entrepreneur? Who would that, what would she look like, feel like, talk like, speak like, what would her hours of the day look like? And you almost create this ideal idea for your life. And then you can kind of map out what would those hours look like as well. So for me, you know, I'm like, okay, if I spend an hour on spirituality, if I spend an hour at the gym in a normal situation, I spend an hour with my, actually after 6 p.m. at night, like it's all family, but maybe I have an hour with the kids and then I have four hours of work. That feels really great to me. I, for me, that's a perfect harmony for Steph to be a fulfilled, happy mom, but I really love work. For someone else, it may look different. I don't know. So you kind of create the buckets of your life of what you want it to look like. And I use a paper planner because I refuse to be reactive. I delete social media on the weekends, actually delete the apps completely. They, because we get addicted to it every week and I work on through social media. So I have to take the actions to create that blended life because I control my life. I make the choices, right? And so do each of you. So I choose a paper planner and I plan out my weeks. I plan out my months. I know what's happening every day before the day begins. And it's a light schedule. Of course, things are going to change. But if I get to 6 p.m. and I haven't done those two things in my personal, in my planner for my With God She Rises journaling and the two things that I had for my business and for my personal I stop whatever I'm doing and those things will get done. They will get done every day. Everything else is a light guideline. And then for the week, you can look at your week at a glance. This is why planning is so critical. Uh, Because if you plan out on Sunday, everything that's happening for the next seven days and you see, oh my gosh, I have a really heavy work week. Or maybe you work in a corporate job and you go, oh my gosh, I'm working a lot. How can you make up that other balance time on the weekend. Can you delete the social media apps? Can you move all your appointments to the following week? Can you move things around so that you're just this happy present human that has nothing else to think about or worry about on Saturday and Sunday? Or can you do that in the evening? So there's always a solution to every single problem. 
but it starts with really getting proactive about what do you want your life to look like and then make the changes to do it. I ask for a ton of help. I outsource a lot of things and I outsourced them before I could afford to because that opened up more time and space for me to be the visionary, for me to do things like this and serve more versus getting in the trenches of editing something, right? So outsourcing, asking for a lot of help will allow you to have that time and space. Also, ladies, figuring out what lights you up. So for example, if, if you are a three on the Enneagram, if any of you follow that personality test or you're super driven out going and competitive, go to an actual gym and work out in cl a class setting with other people. You're going to show up. You're going to be more accountable for that versus if you are more of an introverted person, but you're really self-motivated and you want to work out at home, maybe you get a Peloton bike. So it's playing with your life and schedule, getting proactive about trying things out and seeing what works for you, but being non-negotiable on the woman that you want to become. Because the journey is the ultimate destination. If you're not going to make that change today, then when? Exactly. This is such great advice. I mean, even for me, just stopping, taking the time. I think people need to just stop, slow down, take the time and ask that question that you just said is, what do I really want? What's going to fulfill me? I think that's what it's all about. That's the bottom line. It's not the end result necessarily. It's what's going to fulfill me along the journey in how can I have the power to decide every day how to get there. So yes. I just love that. And I just thank you. And, you know, before we go, I just want to touch on a few different things because I know your time is precious and you have such an amazing podcast. And I just want to thank you for that because you put so much, you give us so much advice and tips and tools as mompreneurs. So thank you for that. I'm totally addicted to your show. Oh, good. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad it's helping you. Yes, absolutely. And I just want to know, you know, you're such a blessing. And where does all your inspiration for your show come from? I mean, you give out so much. And, you know, I'm also a podcast host as we're on my show. But where do you find your inspiration? It's so spiritually led. And I know, like, I sound like a broken record because you guys are like, yeah, right. How can that be? But I truly just look for divine intervention. And sometimes I just, I'll sit down at the mic and I won't know yet, Kelly. I'm like, what, what do I need to say? And like, I'll just really try to channel my, my avatar. And I call her Lola and she's this Christian mama with three boys. She's trying to grow this soap business online, but she doesn't know how she's like, I have a job still. What is a funnel? What does that mean? I'm lost. My husband doesn't support what I'm doing because it's not making any money. And so I, I get her in my brain. I'm like, Lola, what do you need from me right now to make your dream come true for you? And I really put myself in her shoes and I, I try to tap into her heart and I'll hear it. I'll just hear it. Like I'm stuck on belief in myself or I tried something and no one cared. No one liked it. No one clicked on it. Or I don't even know how to start an online. So I tap into her at the deepest level and I'm constantly praying for her. And when I finally, I, I'll get that burst of inspiration. Like I know what it is. 
And then I just go, I start pouring into her. I start answering her questions. And my mantra is always, if I'm not serving her at the highest possible capacity, I'm not doing my work here and I'm serving her for free, which is so counterintuitive. People are like, oh, I got to start with what's the product going to be before I start the podcast or before I start doing content. But it's actually opposite. It's you serve and serve and give it all away. Like I'm talking anything you have that will serve and transform your avatar. I want you to give it away for free. And if that doesn't in turn end up making you so much profit. Why? Because Lola, trust me, her life's been transformed from my free podcast content. And so when she hears it and she's like, Stephanie probably has an answer to this. She's coming to my show. She's constantly hearing that I do offer coaching. She's constantly hearing, I do have a podcast course. She's hearing about my journal or whatever it is. And she's like, you know what? Now's the time when the time is right. There's no one Lola trusts more with her business than me. And she's going to work with me. And so that's what I want you guys to think about is tap into your inspiration by speaking to one person, getting so clear on who your avatar is, how you can serve them. I want you to give it all away over and over again consistently. And I want you to trust that process and know that by doing that, you're different. You're different than everybody that's trying to spam people and sell their stuff. It's about really serving from the deepest place in your heart. And if somebody never paid you, well, okay, you've still changed their life. And isn't that the greatest payment we can ever have? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. These are all the reasons why you're just so successful. You just give so much and it's incredible. So thank you. And I just want to um, ask you a few fun questions. Okay. Because I love everything that you gave us. You gave us so much good advice, and I'm super excited um, to go back and listen to this show. But I want to ask you just a few fun things. So tell us what your favorite book is right now. What are you reading? What am I reading? Okay, right now I'm actually reading The Four Hour Work Week. Oh, that's um, who is it? It's um, over my bed. Yes. Ferris, is it Tim Ferriss? Yes, it's Tim Ferriss. Okay. So I'm just like, this guy, it is so fun, that book. It's like kind of dated, but the concepts in it are so in line with a lot of what I am teaching my women is, hey, there's always a passive strategy here to, to maybe do stuff, yes, one-on-one or, or whatever, but, but how can we also get some passive income coming in to, to free up your time? So that one is so good. And then two of my other favorites are um, The Circle Maker, which is a book about prayer. And I about that. It's so good. Okay. Highly recommended. And then the other one is Change Your Mind, Change Your Life by Joyce Meyer. That's another one of my favorites. Yeah, I love her. Oh, that's great. I'm going to write those down because I, I don't have Joyce. That's a good one. Tell us what is your favorite social media platform that you're loving right now? I hate social media. No, <laughs> I, I have a love hate relationship with Instagram. Like that's where I enjoy showing up the most, but I get addicted to it within three days. So it's like this rock and a hard place for me of like, I go all in like Monday through Wednesday and then I'm sick of it by Thursday, Friday and I delete it all weekend long and then I start over. So <laughs> 
I love Instagram though, because that's where my women are and it's really fun to, to hang out with them. I and really then, delete it. I can't believe you delete it still. Absolutely delete it completely. And I highly recommend every single human being on the planet needs to try that for one month and tell me your life isn't changed. Okay. I'm on it. Okay. Hi, this, I mean, that's really extreme, Yep. you know, to not be on it for a whole weekend, but I, I love the idea of it. <laughs> and you know, what's crazy? Like everybody knows about it now for me. So if they need me, they're like, well, we know Steph isn't on, on the weekend. So they'll just email me. Or when I get back in on Monday, okay, you've got whatever, 15 messages to deal with and your comments, no big deal. And the funny thing is, I thought like life would end. It's not like nobody cares. Nobody, it's nothing, no fires. And I've been doing this for a year, Kelly. Wow. Wow. The cool thing is because I'm doing it, my community started to do it too. And they're like, I'm more present with my kids. We're making all these incredible memories. There's not this little tug in my brain of, but what's happening on social right now? But should I, should I upload this to social right now? Like it's just, you're free and we're never free. Right. We're never free. And I just think it's, it, it, it's so important to do that. Maybe we should all try it. You all should try it. And then DM me and tell me how you liked it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Tell us, I know you work out as well. What is your favorite workout right now? I love, I'm a body pump person. I'm a Les Mills girl. So I go to all the classes, the Zumbas, the body pump, the spin. So I am dying right now because our gyms just shut down for the, due to the, you know, COVID-19. And I'm like, no, because I am not a home workout girl. I like, I'll have the intention, right? So I kind of half, I half get dressed. I don't have any shoes on. I'm like, there's Shanti. Okay. So I'll start. And then I, by the time he's like 10 minutes in, I'm just sitting there like watching them do it. I'm like, wow, this is like, <laughs> She's watching. <laughs> I'm all go, Shanti. So yeah, it's really hard to be to when your routine gets jumbled, but that is my favorite and I'm counting down the days till I can get back in there. Okay. And tell us your favorite Bible verse. Oh my gosh. It is and let me think. Hold on. It is I think it's hold on, let me verify. I want to say it's Psalms 911, but let me just verify. 91-1. Yes. Okay. So it's Psalms 91-1. And it's super long. You guys can read that all the way through like chapter 20, but I call it the my 911 verse because I'll just read you the first couple. Okay. Let me see here. I would love that. Let me Google it so I can read it properly. Okay. I love Psalms anyways. Okay. So he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God and whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. And to me, that's like when your world is crumbling down around you, there is a 911 verse that will hold you up. And so this one is like, when you really need it, this is the one. 
You know, it's not like, I love so many of like the light and fluffy verses, but this one is like, I am literally your refuge. Like I will cover you with my feathers and under my wings, you will be safe. It's just so good. It's so good. And it's so appropriate right now in the, in the present moment. So thank you. That was nine one one. I love that. I never thought of that before, but it really is nine one one. So, all right. Well, before we end this interview, which I'm so grateful for, tell us my show is called addicted to the climb. I want to know what you are climbing towards next, whether it's in business, you know, or life in general. Yeah. You know, I'm just climbing towards whatever God has in store for me. And it's a weird, it's a weird mindset for people. Cause I think everyone always has these big audacious goals, but my big audacious goal is to keep showing up to my highest capacity and serving as much as I, as, as humanly possible, because these women need me more now than they've ever needed me to believe in this work that they've been asked to do when everything feels like it's against them. All, all the odds are, are against them and they're busy and they have these kids and maybe they don't have any income coming in or there's not enough yet. And they feel lost. Like I just want to be there for them. And so whatever that means that's next, I'm here for it. So I'm kind of, I'm like, I have this attitude right now of like show up fiercely, but I'm ready to be surprised. That is a great attitude to have. You're just unbelievable. You're such an inspiration to me. I just appreciate you very much. So thank you so much. And where can people find you if they wanted to reach out? Sure. Well, my favorite place to hang out where you guys can learn from me is my podcast, which is the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then my website is stephaniegass.com. And I have tons of free resources for mompreneurs. Um, I have all kinds of stuff over there, blogs, free resources for you guys. Um, so stephaniegass.com would be the best place. And then DM me on Instagram. I love to meet the women that are inspired by the message or, you know, if you come over and like the show, please let me know. My Instagram handle is at Stephanie gas and it's Stephanie with an F and then G A S S like Sam, Sam. Well, thank you, Stephanie, so much for being part of my show, and thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate everybody listening right now, so if you love this episode, don't forget to tag us both and let us know, and stay tuned for next week, and just keep on climbing. Thanks, Steph. Thank you. If you love this episode, make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.